Hi everybody, this is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, registered dietitian and weight loss expert Amanda Nybert and I discuss intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is a pattern of eating where you alternate between periods of fasting and eating. It's quickly become a popular health and fitness trend, but does it really work? Is it really beneficial for your health or is it another harmful fad diet? But before we get into this discussion, please take two seconds and smash the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you are listening on. This is one of the best ways you can help support the podcast. But now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Amanda, there's a ton of press about this thing called intermittent fasting. Does this really work? Does this work for people that want to lose weight, that maybe have a hard time controlling their appetite? And I've heard it's helpful for things like uh, controlling your blood glucose, insulin sensitivity. What do you think about intermittent fasting? So, you know, I'm a registered dietitian and I always say when you get your diploma as a registered dietitian, you have to put your hand on it and say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So, you know, for (laughs) a dietitian to be telling people that skipping meals is potentially healthy is is pretty astronomical in, in my experience. And it really took myself, you know, learning and educating myself about the science behind fasting what happens in the body to see that it is a very powerful tool in your health and wellness tool tool belt. And I think it's important to say just that um, because like you said, intermittent fasting is a huge buzzword right now. It's getting a lot of press. Um, a lot of people are talking about it. And honestly, the reason for that is because the Nobel Peace Prize was won for the discovery of autophagy in 2016. So since that discovery, since that the awarding of that prize, there's been a lot of research done on the power of fasting um, and this concept of autophagy. Autophagy is a process in the body where, you know, at digestive rest, um, we go and clean out dead, damaged, dysfunctional cells. So it's kind of like the fountain of youth from the inside out. And so ever since then, we've seen all these applications where fasting can be extremely beneficial, like you mentioned, weight loss, um, improving, you know, insulin resistance, um, helping with uh, brain fog, dementia, Alzheimer's, cancer. So it's really, really exciting. But what I like to really stress to my followers, my clients is it's not it's not everything. You know, you can't just fast. And then, you know, my saying, eat like an asshole and and think that it's going to work. So it is about finding balance between that eating window um, with whole food nutrition. So from a practical standpoint, let's say um, you want to implement this in your life and you want to follow like practical wisdom. I've there's a great um, journal article in the New England Journal of Medicine where they like just lay out like all the different benefits and what what's the window that you recommend that you found that's most sustainable? Cause you work with so many people um, or that you use yourself. Are you like on a 16 hour window when you do it? Do you fast for 14, 
Well, let's, Eric, let's talk about that because the most important window is a 12 hour window. And that is the window that absolutely every single person should be eating within. Um, So at the very beginning of your journey with fasting, start with 12 hours. There's a lot of power in simply, you know, fasting for that long. And it's, it's kind of sad that we have to tell people to fast for 12 hours um, because back prior to the whole six small meals a day, which was a nutritional guideline established um, with the food guide pyramid in 1977, Um, We know that traditional eating patterns were breakfast at eight, lunch at noon, dinner at 530. People did not snack. There was no late night eating. And um, so by default, for most of our existence, we've been fasting for at least 12 to 14 hours. So we kind of need to get back to that. Um, So that's kind of the minimum that I recommend. And then I think anything, anybody that can ease into a 14, 16 hour fast, there's tons of benefits in that. So 16 hours is really my sweet spot, um, what I aim for most days. But with regards to balance, flexibility, and sustainability, I'm always looking for a 12 to 16 hour fast. Um, Because I think a lot of times, you know, again, we live in that all or nothing mindset. And people are like, well, if I can't fast for 16 hours, then you know, it's not worth it to fast for 14 or it's not worth it to fast for 12. And it really is. So a fast means, can I have coffee? So what can you, you know, consume during your fast? Yes, that's a popular question. Um, And there's lots of, you know, different levels of fasting. Um, There's lots of different benefits of fasting. You know, for example, again, we talked about autophagy. So um, you're going to get the benefit of autophagy Um, If you drink, you know, black coffee, water, herbal tea, black tea, unsweet tea. But let's say you get up in the morning and you do a workout and you use branched chain amino acids um, during your workout. Well, guess what? That shuts down autophagy. Now, you're still going to get the other 20 benefits of fasting, but you lost the benefit of autophagy. So which is this cleansing from the inside out in your gut. Yes, the cleansing, you know. So um, there are a lot of purists, you know, that will say, oh, you can only have water, you know, in order to have the purest fast, you know, you can only drink water or black coffee. And um, and then there's other people like me who are a little bit more flexible and say, you know, most likely 40 calories or less is not going to break your fast. So if you want to put a little dollop of cream in your coffee, um, especially fats, you know, um, there's a whole concept called fat fasting. Um, so I'm all into biohacking, you know, test all guests. I, no one can see me, but I'm showing Eric my CGM, which is a continuous glucose monitor. Um, and when I drink fat coffee, which is, you know, coffee blended with grass fed butter, even MCT oil, my blood sugar actually drops. So I'm still in a fasted state because there's mm. no insulin or glucose response available. So Um, There's a lot of different ways you can fast, but just to simplify the answer, I always say, you know, um, 40 calories or less is probably your safest bet to keep you in that kind of fasted state. I love it. So a 12 hour window, 12 to 16 hours, everybody, everybody should be having a 12 hour window. There's like enormous amount of benefits from just taking a break from eating. I have found personally that I need to stop eating around 536. Because it impacts my heart rate variability, which is a measure of stress, which I'll probably do one of these whole 
a series of these on that. Um, and it also impacts my sleep, my uh, resting heart rate. And so um, if you exercise in the evening, you know, that means like if you're exercising at seven to eight, that means you probably need to wait until at least eight o'clock the next day to eat a meal. Um, I personally find that I'm more alert because you do get a little bit of a, uh, an adrenaline dump. Your body kind of gets in the sympathetic state as it starts to run out of food. And so you get a little bit of adrenaline dump, you get this catecholamine release. And so you're actually more mentally alert. Um, people will find that out after a little time, anything else around this topic that you would, uh, illuminate people on if they decide to want to go down this rabbit hole. Yeah, I love it. So you actually practice what we call circadian rhythm fasting, which is, again, when we look at our ancestors, how we ate, you know, we got up with the sun and we went to bed with the sun. So um, there's a lot. Oh, of you're speaking my love language now. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, and there's a, a lot of, you know, powerful research about that. But, you know, the only thing that I would kind of interject is um, I think, again, people take fasting to the extreme um, and they think more is better. And in my opinion, you know, especially with the clients that I work with that are really focused on weight loss, um, body optimization, muscle mass gain. Um, I think protein optimization trumps fasting. So I see a lot of people will fast for 18 hours, 20 hours a day, kind of do that one meal a day approach. Um, and while initially I think it shows really good benefits, I think in the long run, um, your body starts to suffer because of protein optimization. You know, it's very important to space your protein out throughout your eating window. Um, so that's why kind of 16 hours is what I think is kind of, you know, the best eating window, um, if you want to, um, or the best fasting window, if you want to experiment with longer fast, because I will say um, autophagy increases 300% between hours 24 and 36. So there is benefit in doing extended fast. Um, but those are things that I would do maybe once a month. Yeah, this is phenomenal. Um, if you want to learn more about intermittent fasting. If you want to learn more about how to um, maintain a healthy body composition, uh, Amanda's got a great program called Lean. We'll be putting um, some links in the, we'll put some text in the show notes. You definitely need to go check that out. It's fantastic. Amanda, thank you for your time today. Awesome. Love being here. If you found today's podcast valuable, please share this podcast with a friend. Also, I'd love to get your feedback on these minisodes. So please reach out to me by email at eric at ericcorum.com or DM me on Instagram at ericcorum. I'd love to know why you find the podcast valuable and what we can do to make it better. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.